What's going on, podcast family? Want to thank every single listener out there tuning in to the Stocks is Talking podcast with Ibn Getz. Very quick disclaimer, everyone. Please keep in mind, Ibn Getz, we are not financial advisors, people. We are simply two guys that love investing and we love to talk about it. At the end of the day, it's important to trade at your own risk. It's important to do what's best for your portfolio and always, always use discretion when trading in the markets. Welcome, world. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Stocks is Talking podcast with Ibn Getz. I'm your co-host, Ib Getz. What's going on with you? I'm chilling. How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing good. It's Sunday. I'm feeling good, feeling great. Feel me? Ready, yes, ready to knock this part out, man. I feel yes. like it's been a minute, cuz. It has. It has. It's, it's good to get back and do it, you know? Even if, you know, we take these little breaks. We've been busy, but, you know, it's all good. Yeah, but, you know, we, we always still take some time to give back some, some, some words of wisdom and content to the people. That's right. why we're here, you feel me? So uh, let's just dive right into it, guess. Like, what, what's been going on in the markets? You, you've been trading? You've been, like, um, like what's the word? Yeah, yeah, I, I've been trading. I'm watching the market, you know, usually watching the SPY. Um, I was watching for a little while, waiting for this. You know, we had we hit that bottom and started running up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was watching it because I was, I was afraid we were going to have a, a, a double top and, and come back down. Um, okay. Which it looks like we did. A double um, top. Now that's an indicator on the charts. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we okay. there was a, there was a level that um, you know, I I thought we were gonna hit it. You know, that was a level of resistance and, and start heading back down. And it looks like we did that. Um, okay. so I just been, I've been keeping an eye on that, and I've been day trading. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know. What about you? What what you getting into? I've been so. I haven't been in the markets as heavy because as you mentioned like just busy it's a lot going on but i still want to gotta stop and, and add this to the priority list you feel me like yeah. with business and stuff going good it, it's kind of pulled away some of my attention to the market but i definitely was back in this week you know i hadn't traded in a couple weeks honestly gets I, I i took a bad l maybe about a month ago and i hadn't done anything like I, I was just like, let me focus on other stuff. So I'm, I'm knocking out business things. But then this Monday, I was like, yo, let me just, let me pull the charts up. Let me see what's going on. Let me, let me see, you know, what's what. Jumped in, jumped in and out of something. Made only like forty bucks in a couple minutes. But I'm like, okay, because it always feels good when you haven't traded in a minute and you come back and you hit on your first one back. What's well, like, right. okay, I still got it. Like, all right, bet. Like that's why I keep doing this. So. And then I hit another time, maybe Wednesday I hit again. No, I think the next day I hit. And then Wednesday, because I'm literally, I'm in a meeting, like on some business stuff, I'm in a meeting, but then I got my other laptop next to me, pulled the charts up as I'm in a call, jumped into a trade. And, you know, I'm watching a chart, watching the trade, charts moving in my direction, I'm up on a trade. But mind you, it's like 3.45 when I do this. <laughs> maybe, three, maybe 3.35, market closes at 4 Eastern. So, you know, I'm in it, and then I'm watching. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's doing exactly what I want it to do. Bet. 
and then I get a little too engaged in my meeting <laughs> and I and then four o'clock comes and I'm like oh damn like I meant to get out of this this was not supposed to be an overnight like a swing trade this was supposed to be in and out so I was like all right I'm still in then I check my economy up by like I'm up like 65 bucks so I'm like all right I wish I really wish I would have just took that 65 but at this point I'm in it we'll see it now I'm just like hope and I never like to be in this position where I'm on some hopefully this or maybe this right because they because you're always leaving it up to chance like it's all chance but when I'm looking at those charts and I don't know I want to get in and out I can kind of I'm a little more calculated once you're leaving it to hopefully it, it could go either way and sure enough that next morning the market tanked I was in a call so yeah I ended up going from up 65 to losing 600. And I was, I was, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, and, and I'm being very transparent with the numbers because that's what the people need to hear. Like, you, you win some, you lose some, and the numbers are real. So I'm being real raw with it. But uh, I, I took the hit and it was like, all right, like, I'm not mad because, and as we call it, I paid some tuition because it was like, this was not supposed to be a swing trade. This was a jump in, jump out. And if I jumped in, but because I was busy doing something else, I forgot to jump out. That's fully on me. Yeah. Fully on me. You feel me? Where? But that's a good, just a good nugget for the people out there. Like, you can't if you can't really, especially if you plan on getting in and out of a trade. If you can't focus your full attention on getting in and when you're gonna get out, then you probably shouldn't do it. Because if your yeah. attention jumps away for a second, that market can change on you with the quickness. And yeah. at that point, like you got real money on the line. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I took I mean, that L. I, I paid that tuition, but you know, it was, you know, I, I understand what happened there. So I wasn't mad. It was more kicking myself. Like, come on, it like you, you knew you had to be on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know what? And this is this is when you know you got to be uh, uh, aware of of everything you got going on. And like you said, like I mean, you got a, you know, a million different business deals and stuff going and stuff. So my thing with for someone like you, it's like you know you're too busy. Now's the time to just be dollar cost averaging into the market, or you know maybe mm. maybe if you got time at the end of the day, setting you could set up some swing trades if you still want to play in the market. You know what I mean? Mm. But now's the time that you know you could just be honing in on the investment side. You know mm. what I mean? That's Me, I just have this point. time. You know, right. I have the time now to 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 sit here and stare at charts for a little while, you know, during the day. Usually, just in the mornings. I'm I'm usually only at it until like noon, you know. Okay. <clears throat> um, sometimes I go all day, you know. I I like to, if I can, I like to sit and watch, all you know, the the, the entire day. But um, I find that that's not the best thing to do either, you know. Mm. I usually like to um, you know, um, at nine thirty be sitting there ready to go and by noon be done you know laptop closed um and then you know because if you stay in it you know i might be doing something else or whatever and then i could end up in in that same boat and i have you know Mm -hmm. i set up a trade i forgot about it you know stuff like that (laughs) or <clears throat> or I'm just trading to be trading. There's no reason why I need to be trading. Like I was, you know, I think I mentioned to you the other day, I had this, this, you know, goal in my, well, I had, it was something I kind of wanted to see if I could do on a daily basis was okay. a 1% target. Okay. You know, 
let me see if I can hit 1% of my account every day. Okay. And, you know, every day I've, you know, some days I have hit it. Almost every day I've been extremely close to hitting 1%. Um, and I just wanted to try it just because it, to me, it's, it's fun. And it's, you know, someone said, you know, I heard someone say that it's not possible. And but the thing that I notice is if I stay in front of the if I stay in front of the screen, that number drops. Okay. You know what I mean? Because instead of me just getting my money and moving on with my day, I'm sitting there and I'm and and I'm more likely to make a bad trade. Okay. You know. I got it. The time and patience is put in in the beginning. To you know when I hit that first one. But after right. that, now it's like you're hunting. But mm. you know, but why am I hunting for you? Know, you know, it's like why are you hunting if you you know if your your fridge is full. You know Ooh. what I mean? Word, word. So so <laughs> that that's that's the thing I've been I've been paying attention to, and I I still so to get that fixed, I'll go, you know, at night and I'll do my back testing and things like that. I'll go over any issues I may have had during the day. I sit down with a pen and paper. I actually write down all my numbers, figure out my averages, figure out where I am for the day, for the week, you know, for the month. And, you know, and that's 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 pretty much what I've been on. <clears throat> you know what? And and I and I do, I wanna I wanna do more of the swing trading. Um I'm always busy in the afternoon though, and that's when I like to set up swing trades. Okay. Um, you know, and I do want to get more back into just investing in the market. You know, I know we've talked about it. I, you know, I, I pulled my investments, um, um, at, at a really good time, which I don't advise trying to time the market, but, <laughs> right. but I did before the market, um, dropped. Um, so that worked out for me, you know, right. and it gives me money to invest in other places and to day trade and you know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, you, gotta be, you gotta be aware you just gotta be aware of what you're doing mm. you know where where you where are you at in your in, in this journey mm-hmm. and, I, and i love what you said about that full fridge analogy in terms of going and searching for trades when you've already you know like you said you got your hit in the morning and then you'll keep going but right. it, it made me think of something else that we talked about offline recently that i want to bring to the pod and uh we were talking about using the different charts right so mm-hmm. I think, you know I, I like the five minute i know you use the 15 minute but you dabble into the five minute here and there and i think you would we were talking about <clears throat> it was one day this week in the market where it just wasn't a lot of trades it it, it was looking like there wasn't much going on in the market it wasn't a good day to really trade and yeah. i think you were looking at the five minute but then you were like all right let me go check the 15 minute and it was like I, that concept just reminded me of the whole hunting thing because yeah. like at that point you're hunting for a trade as opposed to letting the market dictate to, to you what trade is available yeah you feel me? so that's yeah. that's such an important concept to grasp when you're especially if you're actively trading and if you're looking at charts that means you're you're pretty much more of a experienced trader like you, you understand charts you're more into the technical details if those charts are telling you, and, and if you know what charts you normally look at, once you have to start going and flipping to the other charts, that's telling you you need to close your laptop or whatever device you're using 
<laughs> to make your trades and maybe it's time to, to chill and go do something else yeah if, if your money maker is not telling you it's time to make money you can't force it right and and you gotta you gotta know when to to, to make a change too that's part of you know when you True. get to that to that point of you know really understanding the technicals of it it's like like for a while i was using um the woman okay and then i i keep track of the the, the vix you know the volatility index so when i seen the um the, the vix dropping volatility's dying well now the one you know i'm like uh you know the one minute's gonna be choppy mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> the market's gonna move slower so yeah. I, I went and i was using the five minute and i was hitting on a five now the vix had had kept dropping i was mm-hmm. i was hoping it was gonna come back up but looking at it i was like it looks like you know volatility is gonna keep dropping so when it kept dropping i went to the 15. Mm-hmm. And I've been I was using a 15, but I'm not talking about all in one day. I'm talking about just over time, you know. So okay. yeah. I decide, you know, all right, this week, you know, low volatility, I'm gonna use the 15. Next week I might be like, yeah, the you know, the five is, is gonna be a better indicator. But um what you would talk about, um, that was actually yet Friday. Okay. Um, I think it was Friday. So Friday, um, I'm in the market. Um I hit I had just increased my lot size for the day. Mm-hmm. So meaning how many contracts you're buying for that option. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um this was my first day adding to my lot size. So I'm in the market, I see a play, I take it, I make a little bit of money. Okay. Not the number I want. Would have completely messed up. It would have dropped all my averages, but it still was green. Okay. So I should have just been like, all right, I I'm I'm good. Mm-hmm. I stay in the market. I keep looking. I don't see any trade setting up. Mm. I ended up taking a bad trade, going red for the day, um, which is like, well, the first trade would have lowered my averages, but now what's a what's a what's a negative number gonna do to my averages? You know what I mean? It's gonna kill my right. average. So mm-hmm. now, I, so I stay, so I stay staring at the laptop. Shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing this. Mm-hmm. Things are looking ugly. I I was using the 15, the five, the four, <laughs> and the two. Looking chart, for a minute charts. Okay. Yeah. Two minute charts, five minute chart, 15 minute chart. Occasionally I was staring at the 60 minute. I mean, come just hunting. I'm <laughs> I'm hunting in barren lands. <laughs> you know? And eventually. I seen them, um, you know, something setting up on a certain chart. I, you know, I, I I made a few trades, made some more money, got myself, you know, close to my normal average actually, which that I feel like that was straight luck, you know, because um, okay. I should I shouldn't have been doing it. Um, right. Yeah. But yeah, but then that, that when I was done for the day, then I thought about it. I thought about what I had been doing and how reckless it was, you yeah. know. And it was a lack of self-control on my part that day. Now you, you know, you know, we we talk about this stuff. We usually are on top of it, but it happens. Yeah. Sometimes you just, you know, you get that feeling, you get that itch, and you got to scratch. Yep. Yep. You know? Yo. So speaking, it's a perfect segue. Speaking of that itch, because so I, so I already talked about the L I took where I was up sixty-five, lost six hundred because I just didn't get out when I should have because I got distracted. So then. 
Friday, oh, Friday as well. I had a lighter day as far as business goes, meetings and all that. So I'm like, all right, let me take a look at the market. So I'm looking at the market. I, I got I got another laptop up doing some work on one end, but then I'm looking at the market on one laptop, and I see, you know, the market's going down. It's, it's pulling down, pulling back. I have one of my indicators. It's pretty much, it's one of my, I don't remember exactly what indicator it was, but it was a line going across and the spy was approaching it. It was a pretty much approaching a support. So I'm looking, I'm like, okay. I know when this happens, this is actually a perfect trade setup because if it bounces off this level, it's gonna push back up and I can jump in on the call. Right. So, but then I'm like, okay, or if it comes to this level and starts pushing down, I know I'm in for a put play because this thing's about to tank. But I got that itchy trigger finger, cuz. So <laughs> instead of waiting to see what it's going to do when it hits this level, I decided based on what could happen. So right. I'm like, all right, it could push through. So let's jump in and get a put. Well, guess what happened, cuz? It hits the support and it starts to bounce off of it because it's a support, as I know, which are perfect plays because you want to play off supports or resistances. So it starts to bounce off the support and it's starting to trend up. And it's, and then the next candle is trending up. Next candle is trending up. I get out. So I, I lost like 40, 50 bucks. But it was like if I would have stayed conscious of what I know and not had this itchy trigger finger, I, it was a successful play that I already knew in my mind how to play. Right. But I allowed my emotions and I allowed just that whole what if or this could happen as opposed to watching what the market is doing and allow that to dictate the trade. Right. So it, but it, so some more tuition that I paid Friday, a, a little bit of tuition, but it was again, I haven't been trading as much, but it was one of those things where it's like, come on, if like you saw what was happening, you even said before you did the trade the possibility, the possible scenarios, but you didn't let the scenarios play out. You just yeah. jumped in and you paid for it. So yeah. you know. That, that type of shit happens, man. Yeah, yeah. That's <clears throat> that's why. It's, I mean, the the best investing is is long term, you know. But mm. I mean, if you know, if you, we're in a position to be able to do these things, and you know, it's it's fun and, and it can be very lucrative. We've both done really well doing it, you know. Oh, absolutely. So, <clears throat> you know, but the key is knowing knowing your your, your position. Can mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like you know. You know, maybe you you need to be on the investing side. Maybe you can trade a little bit here and there. Or maybe you shouldn't be day trading right now. You should just be swing trading. You know what I'm saying? And then having and having the investments because you have the time. You know, when you got some time at night, you can sit up, mm-hmm. study these companies, make the investments. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the long terms, you know, the long term investments, they're gonna pay for everything in the end. Yep. You know True. what I mean? All this all this day trading stuff could come and go. You know, True. it's fleeting, you know, just That's know what you're supposed to be with it, you know, know your position. Today's episode is brought to you by Nice Touch Editing Services. Nice Touch Editing is your one-stop shop solution for all of your content writing and editing needs. Whether you're an author looking for an editor for your book manuscript you need a resume and cover letter to go after that new job opportunity, 
or if you're a small business looking to go after that latest government contract, Nice Touch Editing is the premier writing and editing solution. Feel free to reach out www.nicetouchediting.com. Nice Touch Editing Services. Now that's a nice touch. So speaking of knowing your position, guests. So, so I heard recently your president kind of met with some, some uh, union folks and was kind of coming, to, kind of throwing some shots at a company. And it's like, you know, was that really the move? You know, was that really the position he should have been taking? You know, like, what's your thoughts on that? Because I know you actually, I think you put something in the Discord recently about it, and, and you, uh, it was definitely grinding your gears, guests. I could tell from the text <laughs> you was putting in the Discord was feeling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, and and this is I, I'm a I'm a union member. So okay. I'm I'll I'll just put that out there, right? Okay. Um <clears throat> I've seen the good, I've seen the bad of it. One of the issues I have with unions and with, you know, these big companies and what they do with government, the two the the, the way they're intertwined, right? Okay. Yep. They have all this money. So they can lobby to get what okay. they want. True. For the president of the of the United States or you know of any country to to stand up in front of people <clears throat> who a lot of you know a lot of union guys just toe the line. Okay. Um, you know they go with whatever they, they, the the reps tell them is what's good. Uh-huh for him to stand up there and say something like Amazon we're coming for you <laughs> to me that's a bold statement to say something like that <laughs> it's it's a major overstep and to me it shows who you stand with which I know was his point he's letting the unions know that he stands with them uh-huh. but you can't on one hand go after companies for capitalism and then on the other hand hand out subsidies to the same companies you know what I mean for moving into a different area this or that you know what I mean Um, true the the biggest recipients of welfare in this country is corporations not people (laughs) that's real so how on one hand can you tell the people that you're with them and that you're going to go after these companies and on the other hand you're handing over all this money you know you go after them for not paying taxes but you're the one who gives them the tax breaks <laughs> the system it's contradictory so, to a yeah, team <laughs> the system's so so rigged and it's all a show and that was my whole thing you're putting on a show the union shouldn't be able to lobby the same way insurance companies insurance companies are the biggest ones insurance companies run this country okay yeah you know and you shouldn't be able to go and hand out all this money to get your results you know they talk about rigged elections and all that but I mean they've been rigged because you've been able to buy it (laughs) true you you, you know what I mean so that was my issue so it was I got pissed because I've watched the stuff going on with the unions I mean um, with local elections with um you know, with all the with the COVID stuff, you know, with everything, you know, 
they have this this power and i get it if you're playing in a rigged system you got the only way for you to get ahead you gotta you gotta play the game too yeah fact but, but maybe we you know the game just need it needs to be a different game <laughs> straight up <laughs> all together you know i watched uh, um you know in in you know it's a different topic but the same um so the other day you know biden says all right we're gonna release all these oil reserves right mm-hmm. 180 million barrels over six months a million barrels a day mm. so a lot of oil it's a lot of oil in our reserves are at the lowest they've been in a long time so you're re- you're releasing like a third of what we have when our reserves when they're usually almost at like 800 million barrels our reserves right now are down to like i think below 600 so wow you're gonna put a third of it out there and the, and the cost basis for that oil is super low it's like 20 something dollars a barrel um so <clears throat> you're gonna release all this oil saying that it's gonna bring down gas prices okay but if you look at the actual you know this isn't the first release either he did 30 million barrels not that long ago and i think before that he did another 10. Mm. my thing is how are you adding it to the market when's it going to get to the market and how big is of an impact is it going to actually be is it all going to stay here in the u.s or are you going to send some overseas because we always right. we're always involved with somebody we're always helping somebody giving somebody money or whatever even though we got people out here homeless on the streets, right up the street from the White House, but we send millions to uh, exactly aid so, elsewhere. But you know, yeah, and 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 he's pledging all this help to Europe right now because most of their oil, a lot of their oil and gas comes from Russia, right? Okay, yeah. So you're pledging all this help. Are you gonna? Are you taking our oil? Are you gonna send it over there? Right. Like, what, what are you doing? And then. You know what's the actual ramifications of this is this all right you're depleting our reserves to bring down gas prices and i get it in like cali gas prices are crazy yeah it's crazy but to be honest i mean gas up here in new york is four something right now yeah and cali and i was just out in cali it's like five something so it's like it's a dollar but, yeah and, and i get it there's some people who, who, who just can't do it. it's gonna it hurts yeah but yeah on one end you're doing that right and i don't think long term i don't think it's going to help at all so you're going to do yeah i don't think so i don't think so if we're really going to if this if the inflation of the prices and them cutting off all you know russian oil and all these other factors if all those things play out it's going to go up anyway so now you just depleted our reserves for nothing Mm -hmm. and then like i don't know two days later a week later He's got oil execs. They've got them up at Congress or whatever, and they're grilling them about why they're gouging people on at the gas pump. <laughs> and this is another one of those things where it was it, it started it was just eating at me because I'm watching it and I'm like, you when the prices were low, these companies there were companies that weren't making a lot of money, and you started to see a consolidation, companies getting bought and this and that. Yeah. Now prices are up. Uh-huh. Now they're on their case. You need to pump more. Okay. Well, you can't just turn pumps on and off. Right. You don't just snap your fingers and it happens. At the right. same time, these companies are like, 
we want to put some money in the bank because they didn't have it before. If you look at Exxon Mobil's balance sheet, their debt is crazy. Mm. So, okay, if you got like 30 billion in debt and now prices are up, you, you could actually make some money. You could pay down your debt and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially if you had, if your debt's at low rates and rates are going up right now. Yeah, true. So it'd be one thing if you're like, yo, I could refinance this debt for a much lower rate. It's going to cost me less. But if rates are going up right now, that's going to cost the companies. Right. So it's a lose-lose almost. Yeah. And then <clears throat> on top of that, this is another thing. They're big on lobbying, but they also get major subsidies. So <laughs> on the one hand, <laughs> you're giving them money. The contradictions are endless. Yeah, you give them money, and then on the other hand, you're sitting here grilling them and saying that they're wrong. <laughs> so, which is it? You know, and you, and you want to, you know, we're supposed to go green and this snap, but you didn't, you know, it's like, that's the issue now. It's because they tried to do this green initiative without preparing for it. You can't just right. shut off oil one day and just get power everything from the sun. We need the infrastructure, you know? Mm-hmm. And that takes a while to, to establish yeah, yeah, and, and and you're shutting down, you know, um, pipelines and everything that are that are getting built, and you know, it's it's nothing but contradictions. It's just it's just been disgusting to me this last couple of weeks, man, watching some of this stuff, you know. <laughs> um, that, no, that's, that, so that's that's all I got on, on that. I'm I'm leaving that alone. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I do I do want to piggyback off that, gets and it's a slight transition, but you you were talk you keep talking about inflation in, in your talks. Yeah. You mentioned inflation a few times and it just brings me back to because again we always talk about investing in stocks and it's not just stocks it's investing in general and you know I was sitting here and I'm about to be real transparent I was looking at my bank my accounts and it was just like I enjoyed looking at the number I'm gonna keep it real <laughs> I like, like I'm, I'm gonna keep it real but I'm going somewhere with this I liked looking at the number I saw in my savings and my check-ins like yeah like this because i i come from a place of not having these numbers you feel me so like i appreciate it a certain way because i remember when i didn't have nothing close to it you feel me right so it was like man i I love that number it looks so good like this is cool to look at but then i think in my head about inflation in terms of if i were to let this money sit in this bank account for a year this number literally would be less (laughs) <laughs> like it's like your money's not gonna grow over time like in the next few years if that money's sitting there it's not gonna keep growing sitting in your checking account but if you don't invest it or do something with it we're, then we're simply just placating our emotion of looking at a number and being yeah. satisfied with it and at some point we have to graduate and elevate to cool I have this number here but let me take this money and move it to this account that's gonna grow whether it's an investment account whether it's buying a property whether it's buying a business that eventually starts to turn a profit like that money can't just sit and be a pretty number to look at is what i'm getting at and then this was a talk i was having with myself recently like yo the number's nice to look at you know me because you know i got a few plans and a pipeline that i plan to really have double and triple those numbers you feel me so it's like yeah the number's nice to look at but i gotta take this and put it elsewhere so that that number can continue to grow and develop so if you're out there and you've never invested in stocks or anything and you just like looking at your number 
I'm telling you, you've got to then elevate. Like, the number's great to look at. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I like to look at a number. But now we've got to, once we get that number, we've got to start thinking about other ways to take it and move that money elsewhere so that it can be profitable for us. That, yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. You keep talking about inflation. And it's like, yeah, it's real. Everything's yeah. going up. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you can either, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, you can either, the money can either sit there and be sheltered, or mm-hmm. you could put it out in the world and, and have it bring back friends, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, what it's, that's what it's about, you know, and that's, I mean, and, and, and to be totally honest with you, <clears throat> this is something I've been thinking about a lot, too, um, because, you know, since I've been injured, I'm looking at, you know, the... You know the, the 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 income and everything, and my income is way down from where it was. You know, because mm-hmm. I've been dealing with this injury. Mm-hmm. Luckily, you know, I was a you know I I've done well over the years, so I, you know I kind of just been chilling. But one thing it made me think about was you know I used to have a um a, a, something that I used to always say. I used to always say, being comfortable is being complacent, mm-hmm. and you know sitting sitting here now you know because i'm basically forced to sit down you know with this yeah. injury but it's made me um really think about how comfortable i got mm-hmm. you know and it's like i didn't do enough to set up more uh forms of income passive you know right i was so busy just grinding Mm-hmm. that I wasn't taking care of the passive side as much as I should have been, you know? Okay. So things have gotten slower, you know? Yeah. So that's so that's been my thing now. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it. I'm thinking about it and, and you know, trying to set those things up, you know? Yeah. It, it, and it's it's harder to do now because the, the, the income's not what it was. Right. You know what I mean? So... You gotta, you gotta kind of have a balance. You still gotta take care of home, but then at the same time, you're trying to grow the investments. You know what I mean? Without, without stretching yourself too thin. You know, mm-hmm. where before, I mean, you've seen I've set up businesses and you know five seconds flat. You yep. know, just go dr- drop thousands, just yep. to, oh, we need equipment, we need this, we need that, cool, whatever. We just, it's done. Yeah. Now it's a it's a different process, you know. Okay. So, but definitely, like I, I see the stuff you're doing, and it, it's it's crazy. It, it's fun to watch, <laughs> you know. It's, it's it's definitely fun to watch, you know. But in in this this is the time we got to get ready. You got to put yeah. the money to work now while we have this crazy inflation. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Yeah. And hope hope that things get better. But if they don't, then at least if you put yourself in a position where you have that, then you'll be straight. You yep, know? Exactly. Gas could go to I mean, especially the way you set yourself up, you know, in the way you're setting it up. You're not you're not on the move so much. Mm-hmm. So even the gas prices, that sh- shouldn't be a big issue for you. Yo, I haven't put gas I I legit and this is not this is no cap as kids say. I have not put gas in my car in two thousand twenty two. I ain't driven my car. <laughs> That's straight transparent, real talk. So it's like when I was, I'm not gonna lie, 
I've been hearing about gas, gas, gas. I didn't sit, I didn't look up and look at the gas prices here in New York until maybe about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And I saw them, I was like, damn, $4? That's wild. But I think the gas is, obviously the gas has been gradually going up for a minute and I just wasn't tracking it because I'm not using my car like that. Yeah. You know? You, you know what? While while we got this inflation, uh-huh. and I mean the prices, are, I think they were starting to come down a little bit now. But now might be the time for you to get rid of the car. Yeah, I mean I've been thinking it. I've been considering it. Yeah, sure. I mean I mean I've seen my car. Well, not mine, but but the car I bought the missus. You know, um, I think it's going on two or yeah, it's a couple years now. Um, I bought her a car a couple years ago. Paid like twenty four, twenty five for it. Okay. Um, I went to get it a uh, price the other day to see how much I could get for it. I had a place offer me. I, I was laughing when I seen this. They offered me. <laughs> they offered me twenty two k. Okay. And normally I'd be like, "Yo, that's gravy. I'll take it." Mm. I saw the price and I said, "Let me go and see what." they're selling for mm. I went and seen my car selling for like 30 or better oh wow okay. so I said uh, I'm not going to take your deal <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. but I will consider selling my car myself yeah there you go you know but that's my, my only issue is now like I've got I've got you know we got two cars and my car's been sitting um I think since last year. Okay. We only use her car, you know. Okay. Now I'm I'm, I'm at home. Right. Yeah. So there's no need for it, you know. So, um, and I only reason I've been holding on to it because I wasn't sure when I was going back. Now I wish I had told it. Right. You know, and I and I still might. So you know, we'll see about that. But yeah, this is this is crazy right now. You know. My only, cause I. My, here's my and, and, and tell me if I'm wrong on this or, or tell me what you think about my logic my only thing about not wanting to sell this car is that I paid it off a few years back so I got a new car note and haven't had one for years and it's like I like that idea of not having a car note so if I got sell this joint and then I end up getting another car at some point then I'm gonna go back to the car note thing but, and well, that doesn't excite me you don't have to so he'll buy it outright you could you could buy it out, right? You know, you know, you doing good. <laughs> no, but um, my thing is right now, while the prices are inflated and you don't need it, you sell it because the car the car is a liability, and 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 I say this even just as a mechanic, a car that sits is a huge liability. Nothing good will come from that car sitting, right? Mm. So you're gonna end right. up with a pile of junk, you know, that's just lost value. If you could go and get a chunk of money right now, you got a nice car. Mm-hmm. You can go get a nice chunk of money for it right now. You know, it might even you might even get your money back that you you know from when you paid it off. You know, yeah. or, or, or better. But um, let's say you get rid of it now, and then you take that money, you put it to work, mm-hmm. and now you know you got you know all these all these investments going. You know, and let's you know whether it's whether you have to get something in six months, or if you can, you know, maybe you don't need nothing for for you know twelve months. But yeah. you know, when when you put that money out into the world and it brings back those friends, 
I like you know, that. Yeah. Then the, they 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 might be the ones paying for the car, right? <laughs> so you might you know what I'm saying like you you know you, you might not even feel it. You might be going to buy something brand new, you know, something, right. something real nice, and, and not worrying about it, you know. Or you may look at the numbers and be like, yo, you know what? I could go lease something and you know have have this little idea. You got a little note on a lease, but it's like. You know they put me. So what's something? the deal with the leasing? Like I've, I've never. So one, let me tell you this. I'm about to keep it real. I've all, when every time I've heard of the concept of leasing a whip, and just keep it real, I always hear it in the context of like some rap music I'm listening to, where Cass is pretty much talking about how like yeah my joint is paid off and you out here leasing, like that ain't sure. So I've always looked at leasing as a bad thing, particularly because the music tells me. Like yeah, you, you don't own that joint like that. You leasing like you out here stunting, but it's a lease. So mm-hmm. I've always looked at leasing like yeah, I never want to do that. But then I hear you mentioning doing a lease. So yeah, for one, but, for one, guys are either lying or they or they not actually investing their money. They're not doing the right things with their money anyway. My thing is, okay. if if you could, if you decide you want to go get go get a car, right? And the car is car could be a, let's say let's say a hundred thousand dollar car, right? And you got the credit and everything for it. <clears throat> and let's say right now you make twenty thousand a month, mm-hmm. right? If the car's a hundred thousand. All right, I could take this five months worth and I can go buy the car. Mm-hmm. Or you could make the investments, and then if your investments are, you know, if your investment returns ten percent, it pays for the it pays for the two grand a month for the lease anyway. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? But you, but you could take that money and just keep investing it in different places. Mm. You know what I'm saying, and keep building. So it's like you don't feel nothing paying for the car, and you keep it for a year or two, and you turn it in, and you get a brand new one again. So what's it matter? Yeah, no doubt. You, you know, you know what I mean. That's my thing. I, I get it when you're paying. You know, there's the fees and everything on top of it. But that's how I look at it. You know, and like again, I've been a mechanic for a long time. I don't like sitting on these cars forever. That's why I told her, you know, technically we were supposed to get rid of this car already. You know, this injury kind of sideline, you know, that that my plan. Because yeah. my plan was never to keep this. I don't like keeping cars that long because yeah. it's nothing but a liability. Unless you use your car for work, the car's a liability. It's it's, it's losing, it loses value as soon as you drive off the lot, except for right now with this inflation. Right. True. But this doesn't last forever. Right. And if you look at CPI reports and everything, it looks like you know the the um, you know the the cost of like of cars is, is coming down. At least used cars, it's starting okay. to come down a little bit. You know, it's starting to, it's starting to um, deflate. So <clears throat> this ain't gonna last forever. You don't. There's only certain cars that you could buy, and they're actually an investment, right? And those aren't cars that that ain't the car you buy for your daily driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So this is my thing. Like, if you don't, if you don't need a car, just don't have the car. <laughs> Take the right. cash and invest it. Right. If you, right, if right, you, right. If you need the car, and yeah, I mean, if you want to pay cash for a car, cool. If you got it, but <clears throat> you should look at what's the, you know, what's the car costing you versus what is like your net worth. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Because if you look at what people actually spend on their cars, for one, most people don't pay cash for their cars. But when they do, 
they actually spend too high of a percentage of their net worth. Mm, Yeah, on a a car. You know, if you if you think about it, right? You know, you could go buy a car. You pay cash for the car. That was a down payment on a house. Mm. (laughs) You could have went and bought a rental property. Exactly, I was about to say a rental property. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could have bought a rental and then the rental pays for the pays for the car. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> now that's really yo, let me ask you this, cause cause I, I I might really look into selling the gym. Where where would I go or where should I go to go like see the value of my car, how much it's worth right now? Like Kelly Blue Book? Is that kind yeah, of the Kelly Blue Kelly Blue Book um car okay. I know I went to Carvana, they're the ones who I I went to for offer on my car. Um okay. But I like to just go and look at, you know, the market. Go look at, you know, what the dealers are selling. I look for a car from different dealers that's exactly my car, my trim, my options, and see what they're selling them for. Okay. And then I could decide, all right. And then, and then I, you know, maybe I go talk to some dealers and say, you know, all right, you know, I clean the car up, take it in there. All right, let me see what they're talking, what they're going to give me. You know, yeah. obviously they got to make their money. Yeah. Depending on how much you know the the car's costing, they want to make a little more. I just had this talk with Doc actually, um, you know, because he has a rental company. So mm-hmm. um, he was talking about a conversation he had with a dealer, and the dealer was basically like, you know, he has his car, his high value car. The dealer's like, you know, we'll give you X amount. It was a decent number, but they were like, at the same time, we got to leave enough room because this car is so the value is so high on it, it's not going to move quick. Mm, okay. The market for it is going to be smaller, so they're going to want to, you know, because time on a lot is time is money. Yeah, yeah. So if the car, if they know the car is going to sit on a lot for thirty days, they're going to want a little more money. Right. They want to make a little more because it's taking up space. Right. You know, this space is maintenance. You know what I'm saying? Everything else. You know. Mm. So I just be keeping an eye on the market. You know. Nah, that's true. And, and, hey, is and, Doc still in Africa? No. I was about to say, yo, my man Doc, like, if he's still in Africa, I need to get like him. So <laughs> I need to take an Africa trip, straight up. Like, he, that's he's living a life. Yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been talking to him about that, you know. So, hey. yeah, I, you know, once uh, I this, you know, I was, I was thinking, um, you know, hopefully in the next year, um, yeah, I definitely want to do the do trip over there see some of the countries over there um i was watching the uh tesla cyber rodeo rodeo the other day okay um they just opened a new factory and i was thinking about that i was like yo i always used to want to go to like these car shows overseas and stuff i wanted to take the kids and stuff because they have big car shows in like japan and europe and stuff Mm. um and i kind of forgot about that stuff but now I've been right. thinking about that more. Like, I want to start going to some of these events, going like, you know, Tesla had a huge event for the, um, when they opened a new factory in Texas, um, like two days ago. Um, there's these events around the world, <clears throat> yeah. you know, even going to some of these, um, you know, um, and I, I and, and I know I probably sound like a nerd talking about this, but nah, you good. <laughs> but, um, even some of the, uh, the investor, the, the conferences, you know, um okay. to, where they you know have the, the the votes for the different companies and stuff like that yeah okay i mean the missus hates it because i get so much so much mail 
you know, well, not so much in the mail since I sold <laughs> off the investment, but I was getting so much, I get so much mail because I'm constantly getting, you know, mail, you know, telling me it's time to, I, I need to vote on, you know, stuff with the board or this or that, um, or for all these different companies because I had so many investments. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, they send me this stuff and they let me know, like, yo, this is when we're having the conference, you know, like you're, you're a, a shareholder. You know, so you're invited. True. And okay. I've never gone. You know, and I've always, you know, I've always wanted to go. Like Berkshire Hathaway, they when they do it, it's like a whole weekend. You know, um, I don't know if they have done it at all since COVID, but yeah, man, I wanna I wanna start doing stuff like that. So that's that's gonna be the other thing, you know. And I, and I wanna bring the kids to some of this stuff too, you know, and let them let them see it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good exposure for them too. Just seeing other things, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's, man, that's good stuff, man. Um, you know, this has been a dope pod episode because, like, I've I've enjoyed this. I hope the people out there have enjoyed this. I definitely want to make sure everyone is out there following us on the socials. Got to put some clips up from this episode on 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 the socials. So definitely hit us on IG, Ib underscore gets underscore podcast. We're on Twitter, Ib underscore gets underscore pod. We're also on Facebook, Stocks is Talking Podcast with Ibn Getz. Same title on YouTube, Stocks is Talking Podcast with Ibn Getz. Definitely got to hit us up on all the socials. And don't forget to join the Discord where we have a lot of good discussion, a lot of, like I said, Getz's gears were grinding off that Biden uh, <laughs> Amazon joint in the Discord. So yeah, y'all, y'all got to tap in with us. Guess how can they hit us on the Discord and get, get yeah. connected? Yeah, hit us on the socials and we'll uh we'll send over the invite, you know, and um also on the uh on the YouTube it's always in the descriptions. For sure, for sure. And definitely, you know, wanna remind everybody we are not financial investors. We love to talk stocks, we love to talk investing, but at the end of the day, you always, always have to do your due diligence, you know, you have to trade at your own risk and you know, just 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 always be cautious and know that, you know, you win some, you lose some. So always keep that in mind. But you know, at the end of the day. That's it. That's all, folks. Yep.